<laughs> take three, take three, part two. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast. We're already laughing. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Dr. J's Rolling Trays. Yeah. Dr. J's Rolling Trays are the freshest way for you to roll up your marijuana. They're carved from solid walnut with uh, a nice rolling surface with curved edges, as well as holes for you to put your grinder, your lighter, your papers, all that shit. So go to rollingtrays.com and use the code NHP to save yourself some money. What code is that? That code is NHP. Save yourself some money. Mm -hmm. You can use it pretty much anywhere. Go to any website and use the code NHP. We're also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the number one website provider. You go there and build your own website with the help of their 24-7 customer support, as well as uh, you get a, a free domain name if you buy a year of, uh, of a fucking website membership. God damn it, why don't I have this written down? Squarespace, you should. We're also brought to you by naturalhabitatpodcast.com. Go there and listen to things and watch stuff. You might be there already. And if you are, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's it. That's it for the sponsors today, right? That's it. All right. We uh, we have some guests today. We have Mark and Craig from Wasserman Law. They are, um, they are also known as the Pot Brothers at Law. And we have them here to talk about your rights as a medical marijuana patient in California as well as the CCHI initiative that they are supporting for this year's ballot. So, let's get into it. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. speeds check joey you on set okay i think that means yes i'm on set i'm on set mikey am i on set yes yaman mm-hmm. yamanyak yamanyak welcome to the natural habitat podcast my name is mikey buja my name is fidel luga <laughs> that's it just one luga yeah just one luga today all right nice um you have tuned into the natural have i already said that uh i feel like i need to start it over again (laughs) we've started over a lot of times we've spent our morning um sitting around watching crazy russian propaganda and music videos on youtube and um it's pretty awesome yeah i've been taking a lot of dabs my brain's a little mushed out right now we have uh we have some special guests in the house today the uh the pop brothers at law they are lawyers that um you know do do your everyday you know criminal law family cases and stuff like that but they've recently been specializing in california marijuana law so uh we got them on the show and hopefully they're going to teach us some stuff about uh the legalities of the marijuana world and they have some new initiative that they're helping push along so we're going to ask them about that but before we do that these Russian videos <laughs> have got right. me in like a whole new fucking frame of mind. I just can't stop thinking about how nice. weird and you know, I don't I don't mean to stereotype like like 
Russians as like a creepy, you know, people. There are some Russian dudes that are cool, but I have these Russian neighbors that it's like a lady with her two kids and she's scary as fuck, all right? Like she screams in Russian all the time at her kids and I, I feel like she wants to fuck me a little bit sometimes and it seems like it would be like a scary sexual encounter. Like it wouldn't <laughs> be fun, you know what I mean? And uh, she just has like this creepy way about her and I don't know if you saw VHS, if you ever saw that horror movie. No. Well, there's it's a bunch of little tiny stories, and one of the stories is about they meet this girl in a nightclub, bring her back to the hotel, and she turns out to be some sort of like vampire kind of thing, but she's Russian and barely speaks any English. So I think that put me off on Russian girls right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like... Uh, there's a lot of weird shit that comes out of Soviet Russia, especially, you know, in the 70s and the 80s when shit was different than it is now. And a lot of it was, uh, like, censored and changed and shit. So um, I say that for our first smoke sesh of the episode, we listened to this gentleman. Uh, what is this? Some sort of, like, Russian version of, of Russia's Got Talent or something? Yeah, I don't know exactly what show it is from, but it is like one of those type of shows, and I just thought it was funny. The way that he comes out and does it, he sounds like, he sounds, we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. I don't want to describe it. Yeah, he, uh, he, he comes out, he has long brown hair, and he's wearing some sort of, uh, it almost looks like a medieval type of garb, like his yeah. shirt that he's wearing, and he, he, uh, You'll, well, you'll hear what he does. Yeah, and he comes out to do his little number. At first. And nobody sees it coming. Yeah, at first everyone's kind of listening to him like what's happening right now. And then towards the end, he wins everyone over and gets a standing ovation. But I personally am not sold yet. Maybe uh, if I listen to it this time and get high, I will be. Let's do it. Um, flick your bigs, snap your pics. Everybody get ready for this early NHP smoke session while we watch this video. Bada boom. Remember, this is just one man with a microphone.
This is the spell. <laughs> and he ends it with an exhale. So what, what Joey said after we watched this, and it makes a lot of sense, is that he just cast a fucking spell on all these people. <laughs> like... <laughs> Some sort of ancient shit, and whatever he said just opened up some sort of doorway. And I think that a couple of those judges knew it. You could see it on their yeah. face. Everybody was like gasping, covering their mouth, and like eyes wide open. Like they were in complete utter dismay. You know what I mean? Like they were in shock, fully in shock. They had no idea what was going on. They didn't expect anything like this. They thought this dude was going to come out and sing a fucking song or something. They had no idea it was about to be that deep. And he just straight up cast a marshmallow man fucking spell on everybody. Yeah. Like fucking straight up the. The soul started spinning in the sky and shit. There was some type of vortex. <laughs> some type of time warp was happening. Space-time continuum was, like, ripping apart. You know what I mean? Like, something was happening. Yeah. So, it was all bad. Yeah. It was crazy. But, uh... <laughs> you know, that's not that. That's not the first time that a crazy singer has come out of Russia. You know what I mean? We all... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Tra-la-la, tra -la -la song, or whatever it is. But here, I'll play a little piece of it. Yeah. So... That is a little piece of creepy Russian um, art that came out of Russia. I want to say, uh, I'm not going to say what year it came out because I don't know. So During the Cold War. Yeah, during the Cold War. <laughs> shit was crazy. You know what I mean? No, it looks like, it, it. honestly, it looks like the 70s. Yeah. It looks like um, it had to have come out the 70s or 80s, something like that, late 70s or early 80s or something. Um, the guy's fucking, he... That that's just what it's aimed to look like, yeah. So yeah, he and he comes out with this like Americanized haircut. Yeah, he's super American. He's like in an American style suit, and he's just like he's trying to make it seem like, hey, we're cool over here in Russia. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're all good. Don't worry about us, brother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and if anybody's heard the whole song, he just says tra la 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 lo 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 la 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 the whole time, and then he laughs for a while. Yeah, it's and, really cool. 
and uh, there was originally supposed to be lyrics, and the lyrics had to do with uh, it was supposed to be John on a Mustang riding across the prairie to his love Mary, who was waiting for him and knitting him a woolen sock. So it painted this picture of like America, guy living on the range, his wife at home knitting him a woolen sock. Yeah, you got it, like a big dress and like a bonnet and shit. <laughs> but they said uh, Soviet Russia was like, no, you can't do that. Like, there's no way we're gonna let that happen. So they rewrote the the story of the song to a man is merry. He walks and sings for himself. He is glad. And everyone around him is also glad. So everybody's happy. Guy's singing. He's singing for himself, not for his wife. It's just a guy. Everybody around him has is happy, and he's happy that they're happy. That but, sounds more like some British shit, like some Austin Power shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, check it out. Russia got this version, and they said, no, you can't do that one either. So they had to take all the words out and just say tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> which is funny <laughs> and you know it turned I mean? out and, and it turned it out to be going at the same time yep you know, i like it's it it's like i don't think the song could have been any better you know what i mean yeah if he started talking about a woolen sock and shit then i probably wouldn't have been that into it i don't know why today russia is the theme but yeah play some of that other shit all right <laughs> while we were while we were searching through russian songs we found this one too yeah, let me uh, let me pull this up. It was by, um, I don't know her name. It just says Chum. Chum Drum Bedrum. Chum Drum Bedrum. That is a YouTube ad. That's <laughs> what we do around here. We play YouTube ads. But uh, yeah, this was probably. This episode is brought to you by YouTube. Yeah, it looks like it's brought to you by Geico. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's a Geico ad we played. We'll stick with YouTube. <laughs> And you're hearing that correct. This yeah, person is going. This person's going. <laughs> and I think it's a girl, and Joey thinks it's a guy. Yeah. So I don't know, man. If you just search uh, Russian music, you get all kinds of cool shit, and it's amazing. It's a whole new culture, you know. What yeah, I mean? and I mean, like, we don't understand it properly, but doesn't mean we like it any less. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it's cool to find this shit. The world needs this shit too. Um, it's better to have it than not have it. So fucking, if you're into some creepy shit. Keep making that creepy shit, you know? Keep making that creepy <laughs> shit, Russia. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be here watching it. it. Yeah. We'll I be, love it. We'll be know? watching it from the safety of YouTube. Yep. <laughs> so um, before before we get to this interview, I have one more piece of news. Um, astronaut Scott Kelly has just finished his year in space. I don't know if you heard about this. He just landed yeah. a couple days ago. And um, there was a lot of reports that he was two inches taller 
but I think that that has been disproven since then. I wanted to say that it would have been so cool, but uh, <laughs> but you know uh, this here this may not be true. When he came back to Earth, he was two inches taller. That's insane, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, why would that be a thing? Um, I don't know. Because, because gravity's not like yeah, because gravity's not pushing down on its on its shit, and I guess that um. You know, I've been I've been following him on Instagram because he's been taking pictures from space and posting them on Instagram. Yeah. And uh I've been following him for like maybe halfway through his year in space, like the past six months. And um you know, fucking he's just now landing, he's super famous, and they're talking about how since he's landed, he has to deal with back aches, bone loss, uh loss of balance headaches muscle atrophy nausea radiation exposure rashes and it's going to take him like a month to get over it because his body wasn't compressed by the energy or not energy the gravity and he didn't uh he didn't have you know movement wasn't any strain on his muscles so he had to do certain workouts on the space station but it's still not enough it's not the same as fucking lugging your fucking 150 pound body around you know what i mean it's crazy man that sucks it's crazy to think that um just that small amount of time it yeah because you know a year is not very long i mean like it seems like a long time but mm -hmm. in reality it's not very long at all he also yeah. uh he also is dealing with some sort of like kidney stone problem that happens from no gravity and also his vision when he came back into the atmosphere like something fucked up with his vision and i guess it's happening to more and more astronauts that are out in space for a prolonged amount of time when they come back they can't see and he couldn't yeah it's dark it's yeah not light like yeah know? he couldn't see his uh well i mean there's fucking there's lights all in the space station and shit big fluorescent lights so yeah but i mean like there's no natural light yeah i agree like like there is in the fucking atmosphere and uh he said that during re-entry, he couldn't read the checklist for landing, all the shit that he had to do to land. So, But he knew it by heart because he's like a fucking professional astronaut. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. That is gangster as fuck. Yeah, he just had oh, to fucking... I can't even see what I'm doing, but I'm just fucking flipping switches, motherfucker. Look at... You know? <laughs> yeah. That is nuts, right? Like, that's some kung fu shit. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah, that's super that's some dope. Bruce Lee shit. Motherfucking, what's his name? Uh, Bruce? Scott, Scott Kelly. <laughs> Bruce Kelly. <laughs> Bruce Kelly, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah, fucking uh, a huge shout out to Scott Kelly. He's yeah, the shit. Awesome. He's out there fucking, you know, he, he used his body as a guinea pig to like see. Because the only purpose of him being up there is to see what a year in space does to your body. He wasn't like... I mean, he had his, like, duties and his jobs. It's not like he was worthless, but, like, he wasn't sent up there to, like, you know, repair something on the space station. He was sent up there as a trial to see what happened to his body. So he's pretty much a, a guinea pig or a lab rat or a monkey in space. And he offered to do that for, you know, to better humankind and to better understand the effects of space on our bodies so that, you know, generations from now, we can use the studies that are done on him to keep other people safe. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we got to fucking make a gravity generator. Yeah. 
That's what, uh, like, they do at movies all the time. Have something that yeah. spins, and it fucking keeps yeah. you down. Yeah, we got to have that gravity generator so people could just, like, do push-ups and shit. Yep. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Huh. Yeah, you got to figure there's a way to, like, you know, do bungee cords and fucking hook yourself up and do push-ups. So what they do is, like, they probably put the fucking, put, make a fucking ginormous-ass gyroscope and put the space station in the middle of it. So while the gyroscope is just spinning at full space speed, yeah, you know what I mean? The fucking in the middle is just staying still. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Like, a, yeah, you know, that's kind of what those, uh, drawings, those, um, alien drawings look like with the wheel within the wheel thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what that seems like to me. Maybe that is it. That's a gravity generating fucking spaceship. Yeah. Oh, you never know. You never know, man. And fucking. You never uh, know, man. You never know, man. She's out there, brother. But we're getting closer. We're getting closer yeah. to figuring it out. We are. So that's dope, man. He fucking. Uh, he. What's that called? He took one for the team, is what he did. Shit. He took one for mankind. Yeah. And he fucking yeah. gangster. He landed blind like a gangster. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So. That's that's a tribute to fucking the training, though. You know what I mean? Like NASA really got their shit together, man. Yeah, they do. For suddenly to be trained that good and be known how to do everything, and like for like the individuals to like take that much dedication, like they do, and fucking like really just make it happen, and like that's crazy. These guys are fucking rock stars for sure. Fuck yeah. So uh, so speaking of rock stars, let's get into uh, this interview with these these pot pot brothers at law because right. i uh i found these guys on instagram and one of the big things that stood out to me was uh one of the guys mark i believe it is wears uh like all kinds of crazy ass suits like he's a suit guy where he does like fucking crazy colors and prints and it almost reminds me of like a paul f Tompkins kind of like you know his suits are always on point and always crazy so that jumped out to me and I was like, what the hell is with this guy in his crazy ass suit? Played the video and it turned out to be pretty informative. You know what I mean? So nice. I hit him up and here they are. So let's get into it. All right. We have the Pop Brothers at Law right now, live via Skype. Craig and Mark, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear. Yes, we can hear. All right, great. You guys are from uh from Wasserman Law, correct? Yeah, well, we, uh, Mark and Craig Wasserman, Pop Brothers at Law, uh, Wasserman and Wasserman. All right. But, you know, Pop Brothers at Law is just the business name we use and what we go by. Yeah, I, uh, I stumbled across you guys on Instagram and, um, you know, you guys have these, uh, these, your tip of the day kind of informational videos that inform people of their rights and, uh, you know, how to act if you're, in a traffic stop or something like that. And, um, you know, I, th I thought that, uh, it really stood out to me. You guys are out here providing information. Um, you, uh, you, you are a, a very, um, eccentric guy with your suits and your colors. They're super dope. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it stands out, makes you guys pop. But, um, <laughs> what, what really got you guys into, uh, the medical side a lot because I'm looking on your site and it says you guys cover a lot of different things but what got you into the medical marijuana you know side of it well this is Mark and I've been uh, I've been a criminal defense attorney almost 20 years now and about 
I might say maybe 10, 10, 15 years ago, my nephew, my, my brother's kid, decided he wanted to be in the cannabis business. Uh-huh. And, we, you know, as a criminal defense attorney, I said, uh, if you're going to do that, there's proper ways to do it under medicinal cannabis laws that exist. And in order to keep my nephew as safe as possible, me and my brother schooled ourselves very quickly on how these things uh, are to be be run, the cannabis business, which basically in California, 95% of the, the businesses out there are running improperly and illegally and aren't abiding by state law. So our reason for really jumping into it was for the protection of uh, you know our family who, who was uh, uh, in the business to help patients and was helping very sick cancer patients and things of that nature uh-huh. and we just wanted to, because it's a dangerous business and you can get arrested at any time and they can say you're committing felonies and you have to defend yourselves under the medicinal cannabis laws and that is how we started and and over the years uh, he had been arrested looking at four different felonies on two different occasions we got both those cases dismissed we got medicine back that was wrongfully taken because he listens to our advice on how not only how to deal with the cops, but how to uh, run the cannabis business properly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you guys you guys have a rule that you preach out a lot and you follow, and that is to shut the fuck up. And, you know... When cops ask questions. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, a, a lot of people like to get themselves in trouble and dig themselves a hole. And... Um, you know, it's it's good that you're out here not only um, looking out for your nephew, but you're also looking out for everyone else in California. And um, now, I don't know if you guys are a part of forming it or if you're just backing it, but there's this new um, initiative, the CCHI. Uh, hemp, yes, we, we hemp are initiative. heavily, heavily backing it, campaigning for it. We have a special event actually coming up uh, April 10th in conjunction with uh, something called the secret sesh that happens on Sundays. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing a uh, pop brothers at law sign and sesh event where we'll have an evening of educating, medicating music and signing that CCHI and registering people to vote. That's one of the biggest problems is 80% of the, People in a cannabis community, 18 to 35, aren't registered to vote. They're uh-huh. not even registered. Yeah. And so you can't sign that initiative unless you're registered. And we need to get all the signatures we can. It's given uh, no chance in hell to make the ballot. And they've been trying to get it on the ballot for eight years. And uh, this is the closest they've come so far. And we are got to get those signatures. So we're very, very involved with CCHI. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us, like, what it all consists of like what's going to be on it and like what's different than before. Well, CCHI, well, so, so CCHI, the initiative we want, as we tout, freeze the weed, you know, there's not all these, like the, the Senate bill has 17 different licenses. This stupid Parker initiative that everyone's talking about has 17 different licenses and actually adds new penal codes and makes more crimes Uh as it's saying it's legalizing, which is a crock of shit. The CCHI decriminalizes it completely, lets people out of jail who were put in for nonviolent 
felonies regarding um, uh, uh, cannabis, marijuana. Uh, there's no, puts no tax on the medical cannabis, provides funding for other hemp industries. And, you know, the basic, the basic thing you got to walk away from with CCHI is that it's for the people. It's for us. It's so that we can possess what we need to possess if we want to travel from here to San Diego, from here to wherever. Uh And it doesn't put a a cap on that like like the Parker Initiative, which only 28 grams and four grams of wax, you know, and and then it's still a crime. So the decriminalization aspect of it is very, very important. Also, the, the free enterprise aspect of it with the not only with the Parker Initiative, unless you're a big company, big corporate corporation, you're not going to be able to afford to put your stuff together. Yeah. CCHI allows the mom and pop to exist, allows, you know, those who are better than others will rise to the top, you know, and it, allow, it allows for that. So that's, that's very, very important and why CCHI is uh, um, very critical. And... Can you tell us like how this differs between like the other states that are recreational? Like, like, well, the other the other states that have done it are having boatloads of problems in all different areas because they have all these different restrictions and all these licenses and all that shit. And that's what you know we're learning from those states that they're making a lot of money, but there's still a shitload of problems. When you talk to people who are in the industry at these legal states, there's still a boatload of problems. CCHI eliminates all that. Really, it really does, and it just makes it very simple. Treats it like uh, uh, beer and wine. Beer and wine. Yeah, and um, that that's another thing that you know there used to be a time to where you would get pulled over and you had you know some weed on you or you were smoking and the cops would you know take it, maybe give you a ticket for possession or something like that. But now that there's you know medical. And a lot of people have their licenses. It's getting close to recreational. Uh, weed DUIs have become a huge thing, to where yeah. you know uh, it's there's. This is Big Brother. I just walked in. Oh hey, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, the DUIs has become a big problem, and the biggest problem, the reason it's so bad, is because people are opening up their effing mouth. And telling, I didn't cuss. No, you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, telling, and, and, and telling the cops that they had recently smoked an hour ago. I didn't smoke in the car, but I smoked before I left the house. Uh-huh. I smoked two hours ago. I smoked last night. And that's it. That's it. If people listen to what we say, when they ask you when you last smoked, you don't discuss your day. They have nothing at all because they usually pull you over for a traffic stop and they smell it. And it leads to those questions. Yeah. When people think that they by answering this going to help themselves, they're wrong. It's going to get them a DUI. There's no way they're going to be able to give them a DUI if you don't discuss your day. You don't say you smoked. You don't smoke. You didn't win last. You say nothing. And all they have is a, you know, didn't blink or didn't have your blinker on or didn't have your tags right. They have nothing else. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's the only way we see people coming to us getting DUIs is opening up their freaking mouth and not listening to what we tell them to recite to the police, which is, I'm not discussing my day to any question that could, any question, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> there's there's rights that, that people have, and especially, 
you know, it's 2016, so weed is looked at differently by a lot of people. And, you know, just because you smoke weed in your personal time or for medical use or for whatever reason it may be, doesn't mean that you should be treated like a criminal. And, yeah, absolutely. you know, um, we're, we're all people. We're not hurting anybody. You know, I might... I might hurt a box of Captain Crunch, but that's about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're, we we preach that all the time, man. I'd rather have someone. It's legal. I use this analogy to show how stupid it is. How it's legal to have six crates of Jack Daniels mm -hmm. in the back of my truck for a party, but I can't have six pounds of pot. Yeah. Those six crates of Jack, I could actually access it, drink, and kill ten people head on. I couldn't smoke enough of the ten pounds in my trunk to even. The worst I could do is right. I might hit up and have a couple of Del Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna crash head on into anybody. It's just such a. It's a farce. Uh, it really propaganda is. Yeah. Regarding marijuana is just got to end, and that's one of the reasons we decided to. Kind of come out of the closet and go, I don't give a fuck. Who knows that we smoke? We're professionals. We're attorneys. We go to court. You know, and uh, it, 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 like there was a post recently. It went around Facebook or Instagram. You know, uh, marijuana doesn't make it make you stupid. You're just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had, convince, I had to convince a good friend of ours, wife, whose brother is a fucking loser. And she related it to his pie use. And then when she got around me, realizing how much we smoke or I smoke and seeing successful that I am, I finally said to her one day, he would be a dumbass loser whether he had pot or not. Yeah, he would find he would find something else that he would fucking... If you're a loser, you're, you're, a, loser, you're a loser. It yep. doesn't matter. The, the, the pot doesn't make you a loser. Yeah, he, would, he would be a loser that drank, that drank a lot of Mountain Dew, you know? <laughs> Whatever it may be. It's like uh, if, if people let weed ruin their lives if it's not weed it's going to be something else they're just yeah and i don't know too many people to be really honest man i mean there's not a lot where weed i mean weed itself as a user has ruined somebody's life yeah but there's can't, i can't see it man you you can't od mm -hmm. you don't go into withdrawals if you can't get any oh it's it's ruined lots of lives it's well, put, no. It's put lots of people in jail, and, well, no, no, and I, that's what I meant. I, I meant as a consumer, as a health thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. is what I was is what I was talking about. It, it it's it hasn't ruined someone's life as far as making them, uh, you know, going to withdrawals, making them a criminal as far as going out and needing to get more because they need a fix. It's mm -hmm. just yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, it's absolutely and, affected millions of people's lives, made them criminals it, for something that's a natural. A natural product from Mother Nature that's not manufactured by mankind. Yeah, it's a shame that the only stats are on the negative side of the spectrum. It's bullshit. Yeah, but you know, there's a there's countless times that marijuana has helped people with you know PTSD. Yeah. It's helped regress cancer cells. It's helped there's no question calm down there's seizures. No and there's you know a thousand cases of that. But nobody, I mean, us, you know, four people sitting here that have smoked weed for years and years can't think of. You know anybody that has had their life ruined just because they smoked weed but i can pull up a hundred good cases you know i have a question actually um what what kind of information do you have for parents of children with disabilities who are like debating on whether or not to treat with marijuana and like what kind of consequences that 
they have against them for doing it if like anybody finds out we actually refer we usually refer, refer people to uh the web really we're not doctors um as far as that go that part of it goes but our advice to clients is whatever whatever a healthcare professional whether it be someone a scientific thing they can find um and and get the cbd oils whatever is necessary for the safe for the health of their kid to do it yeah there's no like well, unfortunately uh, in, unfortunately in others you know, like in california which is all we can really comment on as far as law goes uh -huh. um it, as long as a parent signs off on someone under 18 they can have it too all right that makes sense yeah so is now it, now it's the illegal, it's the legal states where people are really screwed, they got to move. Yeah, they got to move. Yeah, you know, it it's horrible. Sense. You see, the, there, there's a couple TV shows running uh, Miracle Cure One, Two, and Three. It's like documentaries, and it's like the the proof is there. It's ridiculous that it is. politicians still like. Well, we need to do a little more research. Yeah, I watched. Really? I watched one where uh where there was a guy that was making CBD oil in his garage and bringing it uh across a county line to a mother whose like three-year-old daughter was uh, epileptic and having seizures. And he was explaining that he was committing four felonies because he was making it in his garage, which was a felony. And then he was crossing the state line, which with it, which was a felony and then selling it and then selling it, knowing that it was going to go to a minor and talking yeah. about all the time that he could have gotten prison just for trying to help this girl not have seizures you know so it really needs to be evaluated and i think that you guys are you know on the forefront of the california side of it and you're doing a good service by being professional lawyers out here as a voice and also being high while you are using that voice because it shows that you know all these social stigmas and this bullshit that's been made up over the years just is false absolutely absolutely yeah so we thank you uh for for doing what you do we well, we appreciate that you know we decided uh it's a big decision that I, I as older brother i had to ponder when i wanted to come out and go okay i'm gonna not only instagram was one thing because it was a big cannabis community who's looking at it was everybody who's in the community so what uh -huh. and then when i let bro little brother put it on uh facebook and twitter that's when i decided i don't care who sees it yeah if you don't like what i do then that's then then fuck you mm -hmm. yeah that's really the and too many professionals still are just so afraid of the stigma come out of the closet you know it's funny all the people that i hang out with i'm in a motorcycle group and there's some older couples and you know at first i was a little hesitant but then it's like you know what it's you know have a lot of these guys go out and have a couple drinks and then they drive i, I take a hit and then i drive really yeah there, there's not even a there, there's no comparison yeah. yeah, there really is. So, so well, you know, don't judge me. And and I and I did it, and I have been totally accepted by people that I thought might not have been. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. It's commendable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's because of you know the internet and just the free you know range of information that everyone has access to. We don't have to be told, you know, the dangers of this on you know Fox News or CNN or some sort of special. We can, you know, research it ourselves. And I think that everybody now knows someone that is a functioning stoner and doesn't fall into, 
you know the the stereotype of you know this uh this drug addict stoner character so right you know uh we'll uh we'll definitely um we'll we'll be excited to see what happens with this initiative that you guys are doing we're gonna have to look more into it you know and uh read up on it yeah cchi2016.org it's it's a one-page initiative that gets rid of all of the bullshit, all the clutter. It literally releases people from non-violent felonies involving marijuana. They get released and the record's cleared. That's good. It's the only one that gets rid of criminal penalties. And it's regulated like beer and wine. And it's the only one also that actually does not allow cities to ban it unless an initiative by the people of the city choose to bring an initiative to say we don't want it here a city council can't just say like they do now yeah 10 people up there whoever in whatever city say we don't want it we're, we're banning it now and then we have to fight the people have to fight over that so it, it's, it's awesome it's, it's just there's it's so grassroots there's no money behind it to go buy signatures to pay to pay signature gatherers which is what the big money does mm -hmm. they pay two dollars a signature people stand on a corner and get signatures and it's hard to fight that but we're we're hoping by by media any way possible and anybody listening that they got to tell their five friends who got to tell their five friends who tell their five friends and exponentially it could it could work there's enough of us yeah yeah definitely you know yes, I, right. I, we, I we go to some of these um you know marijuana events and festivals and we tell people young adults who don't want to sign a petition going you realize you could uh legalize marijuana you, you realize you could do that you have the voice and the ability yeah you just got to show up get your ass in line get yourself up and involved and you could do yourself a favor so when you leave this festival you don't have to worry about getting pulled over yeah and get felonies on you yeah is what you yep. got in the trunk so people just have to get out there and uh and and look it up register sign a petition to get it on the ballot and then vote so but yeah, it's a it's a very simple, very simple initiative. You can come to our office and sign. Where's your yeah, office? We're at? At Stanton, California. We're right near Beach Boulevard. We're right near uh, Knott's Berry Farm in Orange, Orange, border of Orange County and LA County. Nice. So, well, you guys are going to be out um, at the secret sesh on April 10th. You said, right? Yeah, April 10th. We're working with the Secret Sesh to do the Pop Brothers at Law Sign and Sesh, is what it'll be called that night. And we're hoping to have uh, get some good music there, a lot of educating going on, and uh, what is uh, looking to be all of the sponsors who are going to be involved will be properly set up cooperatives, and patient members can come in and sign to each of the cooperatives. And it's not going to be just a free, free wheeling drug dealing swap meet like most of these events. <laughs> yeah, they get pretty seedy. <laughs> they're they're all bad. They're all they're all bad. I mean, yeah. you know, but that we're trying to we're trying to to switch that curve, and 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 uh, this is one way we can try to do it in conjunction with getting people to sign CCHI and, and raise more awareness. Nice. Well, all the links will be in the bio. And thank you guys for coming. And we really appreciate having you. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, 
Yeah, we well, appreciate uh, your time. A- a- anytime you guys have questions, you want to give us a buzz, feel free. Don't hesitate. 855-WASLA. 855-WASLA. All right, dope. Always free consultations for the cannabis community. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. That's awesome, man. Have a good day, guys. All right, All right thanks, guys. Take care. Yep. Peace out. Peace. Signing off. Signing off. <laughs> Dunzo. We always do this thing where, because we'll record the interview separately and then we fake pretend that we're doing it all as one chunk in the episode i'm letting you guys in on the secret stuff all right i'm not supposed to say this i'm breaking the fourth wall rod and tyler are about to be pissed yeah they are but what are they gonna do they're gonna fire you they're not greg and craig all right they're, they're not as violent fire, bro. they already <laughs> like 50 million thousand so be careful i know i know but uh you know you're right i'm not gonna say it whatever i just said i'm just gonna edit it out so <laughs> Don't worry about it. Nothing happened. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, that's that that's dope that these guys uh you know they they got into it to help out their nephew. And their nephew was getting into the business and they were like, Look, we're already lawyers, we might as well school ourselves so we can protect you. And in the meantime, they're helping out other people. Cause you know, it's like the wild west of cannabis right now in California. It really is. And people uh like he said about about the festivals like people aren't doing it right and it's not you know under legal standards of how you're supposed to you know do these cannabis cups and shit everybody's just out doing whatever they want you know and it kind of is uh it does need to be regulated because there was there was a venue that i saw on a documentary somewhere that I want to say it's in LA and they have barcodes on all their weed and you scan the barcode and it'll tell you what warehouse the plant came from, when the plant was harvested, what kind of chemicals went into the plant, what lot number it was, how much the plant yielded in total. Like, okay, but it'll tell you all I that shit. I feel like that responsibility lies on every single person who's out there doing that shit in the first place. Yeah, like, it does. If you if you buy an alcohol, they're gonna have to have those same type of regulations, right? So that that's cool too. But at the same time, they have a lot less fucking hassle. Is like weed will if weed becomes legal. Like I feel like the open environment of the um, events right now is not a bad thing. No, it's I feel not. like I feel like there should be no pressure. You should be able to go and try to make deals with whoever you want to to try to further mm. your business, just like you would if that was the alcohol convention, and you're just meeting with other people and fucking testing different alcohols, basically tasting them or whatever. Yeah, it's you know, like it's, a it's, it's a wine tasting. festival. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like there's so much more to it, and I don't feel like so like you know any one thing is going to make it okay. I think that there should be no thing. You know what I mean? I think it should be completely done away with. It's not anything. It's not a drug. It's it's a fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why why regulate it like a drug if it's not a drug? Yeah, I think you should just be a certain age to buy it. That's about it. Yeah, I mean like Yeah, I mean it's stupid. The the best thing that the, the best thing so far has been the medical marijuana setup. Yeah. So, uh, no, no legal states. Fucking. So, you know, the best, the, the best thing that you could do as an individual is, you know, go and do the research yourself and inform yeah. yourself on it. They have, they have this initiative that they're, that they're pushing the CCHI 
2016, yeah. go read it. You know, they have the whole initiative yeah, I, there. I mean, it sounds like a good alternative to some other things. So, I mean, like, it's really just up to you. And there's no way for anybody to have an opinion without getting the information. Yeah, so. and, and we also agree with them 100% that you need to, if you are able to, you need to register to vote and you need to vote. Yeah, very even much a, so. Even on shit that, you know, doesn't affect you, say if it's some sort of, you know, school board thing and, you know, you don't have kids and you're an adult and it doesn't really affect you and you don't have any nieces or nephews in the school board, like, look at it, think about it, what you think is best and vote for that shit. You know what I mean? Because every vote counts, no matter how insignificant you feel. Yeah. And that's how this shit it might be. Yeah. And that's how this shit works. Really does count. Yeah, that's how the democracy works. And if the young people aren't voting, you know, the more and more young people don't vote, then that's just all these other people that get to make decisions for you. And then you get a bitch and complain about how shit isn't working out because you didn't try. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's coming, man. November's coming. Fucking get your ass registered. If you're not, yeah, you vote. should be. Yeah, it should be done. Because they, uh, they just had the fucking, what is it? Yeah, the Super Tuesday and then the Super Saturday and like all that and I don't know, a lot of shit's going on. June yep. votes are coming up. Yep. So it's time to do it. Go get your ass registered. And supposedly you can register on their website. Isn't that what they said? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I wanna say uh they said something about at their website you can register to vote as well as uh <clears throat> sign the petition. So Nice. You know, that's dope. They're they're hooking you up with the gateway to go and vote. So, uh, so yeah, check them out. Check out their initiative. Check them out on Instagram, Pop Brothers at Law with underscores in between everything. And um, and check us out in pictures of our dicks at naturalhabitatpodcast.com. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace, bitches. The Natural Habitat Podcast.